This is an ABC podcast. Hello, I'm Maggie Dent, and in this special episode of Parental as Anything, I'm going to share some information to help with something that parents all over the world are grappling with right now, and yes, it's the coronavirus. I will briefly explore why it is so stressful, how we can talk to our kids about it, and how we can possibly reframe from the doom and the gloom so that we as parents, yes, worried parents, grandparents, and teachers, can steer our precious children through what is a difficult time for all of us with incredible uncertainty. So how are you going? No, seriously, it is really, really stressful. And it's totally normal. And I need you to recognise that this is our response to an environment that has suddenly changed that has created a threat to our possible survival, not just ours, but to others who we love, but also people in our global community as well. So we are supposed to be feeling stressed right now. Let me just get that one right out the road. Who We have just gone through a really, really difficult three and four months. We've had so many people in our country struggling with drought, and some of those droughts are still continuing. Then we had the most hideous bushfire season. What's happened is everyone's nervous system, particularly in Australia, was already what we call hypervigilant. So it takes absolutely ages before your kind of consciousness says, hey, listen, we're safe. And that impacts the way that the cells in our body behave. Look, it's really big. So you were already kind of a bit fatigued, still a little hypervigilant, And then this massive pandemic has happened, which is absolutely the biggest thing that's probably happened in our world for a very long time, probably since SARS. And us as parents are doing everything we can to help our children feel safe in that. Our amygdala fires up when there's a threat to our survival and our children's survival. The amygdala is the the part of the limbic brain that is, is is why we're still alive, because You know, if we were back in those early days, if our amygdala didn't fire us up to threaten us about running out of food, um, saber-toothed tigers or mammoths, then we wouldn't have taken action to keep ourselves safe. And that's kind of what I want you to understand now is how do I, in a world that's just changing every moment and every single thing that changes adds another layer of possible stress to us because... We love everything to stay the same. And then on top of this, the endless commentary we are getting, warnings and the endless new things that are being shut down, the cancellations of sport and events in school. And then there are many parents who've had their financial security shattered completely suddenly. And I am in this boat with everything cancelled for at least three to four months. Then our fears around how are we going to provide for our children is very real and very valid. We are frightened. If we were laying awake at night before worried about whether our children were eating enough broccoli, now we're wondering how the heck are we going to get through this? So when adults experience this heightened level of stress, our kids are impacted. It's not just the words we say. They can pick up on our body language or our energy. So as a parent, what can you do 
to help your family not just survive this incredibly challenging time, but possibly to thrive. Firstly, you need to be the big, safe, growing up that they need. Remember, you are supposed to be the alpha in the house. And that means somehow or other, you've got to keep building into your everyday ways of keeping yourself calm and grounded. You've got to put what my friend Dr. Vanessa Lapointe calls, put your swagger on. You know, you've almost got to put on a suit, a fake suit of armour that says, I'm the parent and I've got this. And yet you will be faking it sometimes. Take yourself outside, take some deep breaths, have a drink of water, reground because your children want to lean on you when they're frightened. And if you're unable to stand, then the whole lot of you are going to fall over. We need you to find that place within you. And now I'm going to give you some more tips on how to do that. Very first thing is you do have to talk to your kids about what this is um, in an age-appropriate way. Yep, reassure our kids that the chances of getting sick from this is quite small for children. However, they can pass it on to those who aren't as healthy or as young as they are. And that's where we, we actually really need our kids to know that they need to be able to avoid going to those extracurricular activities. They need to stop going to the sport events. They've stopped their assemblies. They've stopped. So the reason why those things are happening is because we are trying to stop the spread of this virus. So it's not that we're punishing everyone and getting panicky. We're doing it as a step of protection. Then some of our kids will notice people wearing face masks. And for little kids, that can be really scary. So let them know that the people wearing them are actually being extra cautious and making sure that they don't spread anything or hopefully pick anything up. The empty supermarket shelves. Now, every single child who's been shopping in the last weeks is, has obviously seen this and wondering what on earth is going on. So your job is to assure them that food is being produced and the shelves are being filled up every day. We just, once again, have to put a context to some of this information for our children. The next one I recommend is please find one credible, medically sound source of information for your family and let that be your only source for key updates. Of course, you can choose one or two. And the reason for that is is when we keep listening to different people, particularly um, on our TV channels, and what happens is you can suddenly have your sense of swagger and your sense of being grounded in this place, knowing what we need to do, tilted off your axis. Now, I've chosen Dr. Norman Swan from the ABC who has a highly informative daily podcast called Coronacast, and you can check those updates discreetly. Please keep the news out of sight and mind as much as possible. Seriously, I'd keep your TV off, except for anything good like ABC Kids um, and Bluey, because you're being triggered every time you see it as well. You can monitor it on your phone so that you know exactly what the latest things are, but please... Please don't let your children see those sorts of things. Obviously, your older children are going to be seeing it as it floods on their social media and things. They are a little older and you still might have to have conversations with them because your teens are going to be triggered by this because they are in a sensitive window of their lives. Please avoid talking about things out loud, especially with words like panic, scared or pandemic. (laughs) They are listening to you. 
this is a biggie. So kids need to know that they actually have some agency to help stop the spread of the virus. So please let them know that they play an important role by doing those things like vigorous and frequent hand washing. (laughs) Um, Keeping the surfaces in your house clean, no question, let the kids get involved with that as well. Wouldn't it be great though if they took up a bit more cleaning in your hope? Good luck at that one. We need to talk to them about the coughing and the sneezing appropriately. Once again, we need to model it. We need to demonstrate it. These things are things that are actually probably, if they flow on, mean our kids are going to be healthier anyway. Can you please also chat with your kids about the good things that are happening? There are so many fabulous acts of kindness. Um, There are people helping their elderly neighbours. Remember, your kids need to know they are particularly vulnerable Let them focus on the amazing scientists around the world who are working together to find a cure, a vaccine, or anything that can slow this incredible virus. And then think of other ways that they can be a helper. Seriously, there are so many things when we get our kids what we call agency, and then we add in altruism, how they can do something to good. You actually disempower fear. It dissipates it. And then what it does is it does build hope. And, and a sense of feeling, as I said, empowered, that they can make a positive difference in your home, in your neighbourhood, and in your circle of family. Remember, you really can help to lower the stress in your family by focusing on what you can do. Now, do you remember the times that you've thought, Oh, I wish I had more time. I just don't have time to do that. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) You now have that time. You've got time to linger, to dawdle with your toddler, to read more deeply, to play more, to cook more, to listen to more audiobooks and great podcasts. You have more time to connect. Can you see the gift? hiding under this incredibly challenging time? Yep, connectedness. So you're going to need some planning and there are going to be new habits that take time to form. You know how bedtime rituals are a bit rushed sometimes and bath times are rushed, I've got to get them into bed. Well, they can sleep in now. Can you see that we're now going to take some of the worst stuff that impacts kids and that's the hurry out of our lives. There's more time to be mindful to go slow, to practice more relaxation times. If you can get into the habit of some regular quiet time after lunch, that's a fabulous new habit to create. No, seriously, I did it in classrooms. It can happen. We did visualisations and um, you you could do some yoga or tai chi with your kids or cloud watching, bug watching, or just simply being. Can you see? Underneath it, there is a gift. For those of you who have to work from home with your children, absolutely have a family meeting so you can set up the plan so that that can happen. Seriously, don't just go in and say, this is what's happening. You've got kids of all different ages. I want you to create some plans. And this is that part that really will help reduce stress in your life. Predictability. We're actually better with it. So what we're actually doing is stripping a lot of the predictability out of our children's lives. No wonder they don't have that prefrontal cortex like we do. So once again, have a big map out on the table and work around. If we're home, where are the passive times, the quiet times? Where are the active times? 
for those who have to continue with their school learning, where's the school time? Humans function best with a state of flow between highly alert to calm and passive. Too much of one can cause tension and increase angst. And then, of course, you've got siblings in a small environment. So you do need to get really creative about the ways that they can become engaged in something that creates the positive neurochemicals instead of the pesky cortisol. So if your child is is doing the schoolwork, same sort of thing, set the plan up. We actually do know, and many homeschoolers tell us, they only ever do schoolwork in the morning because they get so much covered, so you never know. I can tell you as a former teacher, your schools will be emailing you lots of information here on things that you can do that can keep kids um, engaged in their learning. But the upper secondary ones, absolutely, you're going to have to really create a pattern that keeps you engaged. And again, you're going to see more and more wonderful people coming on board to show you how to do this. You're not going to be left in the dark suddenly having to be a teacher. And yes, I'm hoping at the end of this time, for those of you whose children won't be at school for a while, (laughs) that you can really appreciate your teachers a little bit more. Now, if you have boys, can I also suggest there's a visual plan of what is planned each day because they have a tendency to just get into something, a single focus, and then forget what usually comes next. So put that somewhere easy, like on the fridge. Some parents have said that making lunch boxes um, is a great idea because there's a sense of predictability for kids. So they kind of go when it's their morning break and they go for lunch. So see if that works for you. And if it doesn't, that's fine. It's just throwing out some more ideas that has worked for other parents. Can we look at also the balance between the screen time and the green time or the screen time and the real time? And this is a fabulous opportunity to allow our kids to be incredibly creative. Of course, there's so much creativity that you can access online. Let them get the idea online and let them come into the real world. If you are lucky to have a garage or something that you can set up some stuff that can make and build stuff that's messy, go for it. And remember, encourage them to put on plays and musicals. I know, I know they can be a form of torture. I mean that recorder. Then nature is waiting for every single one of you. Fresh air, opportunities to run, roll, climb, explore, and be exposed to sunlight or rain. They're everywhere. Whether it's your backyard or balcony, It's okay wherever you are. It's not far from where things are still healthy. There's beaches, there's streams, there's hills, there's rocks, there's logs. My next suggestion is let's look at what new family rituals can you create? Remember, rituals are things we do that are fun, that create a pathway of memory so that your kids can remember it way, way, way into adulthood. So it might be time for some fire pits and marshmallows, for some family stargazing nights, some teddy bear picnics. Oh, I bet I've got a few of those coming with my grandies. Movie nights, make your own pizza nights. And then my next one is the life skills one. Seriously, you know I talk a lot about our job is to teach our children valuable life skills, from changing light bulbs to cooking simple meals to learning to use tools, even power tools, to mow the lawn, grow some veggies. Write a letter. Can you imagine how amazing that is? 
Maybe you teach them some organisation skills in cupboards and maybe do an early spring clean. These are just possibilities of things that one day they will have in their toolkit for life. See this time rather than just fear-based and scary and full of worry. See this as an opportunity to strengthen connection in your family. Okay, so while it feels scary and damn tough, and it absolutely is, this is a golden time for making memories that matter. I hope you've now got some ways that you can help your children and family thrive through this tough time. I'm going to put some links to some great resources in the show notes, so do check those out, please. And I'm also going to put some numbers up there for organisations you can call if you or your kids are struggling. Please reach out for help. There's lots of fabulous podcasts out there. Mindfully and Smiling Mind has tailor-made meditations designed for kids and families to use during this pandemic time. I did mention CoronaCast, which is a daily podcast presented by a science journalist and a doctor made by the ABC, which has sensible, non-alarmist information in it. Our team makes some great kids' podcasts, including Fierce Girls and Short and Curly. They will keep the kids occupied when they're not cleaning the benches for you and the doorknobs. Yeah. Remember, this too will pass. And we are all in this together. And my last tip with my hand on my heart is please choose kindness for yourself and your children and your neighbours and anyone whose path you cross. I'm Maggie Dent and I'll catch you next week on Parental As Anything. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.